Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday sermon was given by guest speaker, Reverend Amanda Goldbeck. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 23, which you'll find in the Old Testament section of your pew Bibles on page 507 or on screen. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given to us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy God, in this time, quiet our minds. Help us to focus on your word and to welcome it into our hearts anew to listen to your still, small voice speaking in this time, in this place, and in this space. Amen. Today is a special day in the life of the church. Just a few minutes ago, we had the privilege of welcoming another lamb into the flock of God. There is no greater occasion in the church than to celebrate the sacraments of baptism and communion. The sacrament of baptism is especially exciting for the ways that it calls us all to remember our baptisms and our call as shepherds of the young disciples of this church. Molly's baptism this morning is only one of the first moments of what is her unfolding journey of faith. She has joined the flock, and the shepherd is leading and guiding her through the gift of her family and friends and this congregation as she grows in faith and in life. In just a few years, she may be bawing with the best of them as an adorable sheep in the Christmas pageant, exuberantly racing for the best snacks at fellowship time, and soaking in the scriptures on Sunday morning classes. 
She is named and claimed in and through her baptism and like her parents, bringing her home for the first time. She has been brought home this day and to the family of God that she may dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. It is, in, it is this place in the house of the Lord, this relationship with God that Psalm 23 so clearly points us towards and illustrates for us. Psalm 23 is a wonderfully comforting text about the ways in which God refuses to leave us to our own devices, the ways that God deeply desires for us to be at home in the Holy One and for the Holy One to abide in us. I find it interesting how it lacks any reference to our own behavior. It affirms God, who God is, how God will shepherd us, but it doesn't account for the ways in which we are likely to make the shepherding a difficult task. To be shepherded requires us to give over our control, to not be the leader of our own lives, and to be willing to follow paths that are hard, and at times dark, and at times uncomfortable. It means being forced to pause and rest and reset at moments that don't align with the pace of the lives we desire to live. It means allowing someone else to break open our souls and restore our wholeness. To enjoy the comfort and the mercy, the grace and the peace that God freely offers, we have to be open to being led. This is often where we can get a little tripped up. This is especially challenging in our world today, where we are told that we are in control of our own stories and our own lives, our own achievements. No one is allowed to tell us what to do or how to live. Why would we follow someone else? There isn't anyone outside of ourselves that could know us or know what's best for us. But what if? What if the world has been trying to lead us astray? What if there is in fact someone, the one, the Holy One, God Almighty, who knows beyond all knowing what we need, what is right for us, what can make us holy who we have been created to be? In her book, The Preaching Life, Episcopal priest and author Barbara Brown Taylor tells of a conversation she had with a friend who grew up on a sheep farm in the Midwest. According to him, sheep are not dumb at all. It is the cattle ranchers who are responsible for spreading this ugly rumor. And all because sheep do not behave like cows. Cows are herded from the rear by hooting cowboys with cracking whips. But that will not work with sheep at all. Stand behind them, make loud noises, and all they will do is run around behind you because they prefer to be led. You push cows, her friend said, but you lead sheep. And they will not go anywhere that their shepherd does not go, who goes ahead of them to show them that everything is okay. He went on to say that it never ceased to amaze him 
that he could walk right through a sleeping flock without disturbing a single one. But a stranger could not set foot in the fold without causing pandemonium. Sheep know their shepherd, and their shepherd knows them. Sheep are led by the shepherd not because they are mindless followers, but because they have built a relationship with the shepherd they are able to trust. The shepherd has led them through danger, risking his or, own, his or her own life, and brought them along safely. We are called into a relationship with God that is based on God's own willingness to stand before us and walk every path that we walk, even through death. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are, we are, we are offered the ultimate promise that the shepherd can give. The promise that our Lord will walk before us, leading us safely along all the roads of life, even in and through death. As Paul declares in Romans, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. The relationship we are offered through Jesus Christ is one that we can trust and have confidence in. Our challenge is to make sure that we are developing and growing in our relationship with Christ so that we can hold on to the truth spoken in Psalm 23 with confidence, knowing that the shepherd walks before us in all moments of our lives, ushering us into the house of the Lord for all of our days. Jesus, as God desire, just as God des desires relationship with us and exemplifies this disciple journey through the example set by Jesus in his life and ministry, we grow in our relationship with God by being in relationship with fellow Christians. A shepherd is not a, the shepherd of one, but of a flock, and the flock learns from one another. This past Thursday, the Nourish Women's Bible Study had a guest speaker. Nourish has been doing a series on the history of Christianity around the world and have been using this as an opportunity to pray for places in our world where Christianity may be suffering and in some occasions where Christianity is thriving. This week, they had a speaker who shared about the history of Sweden and his experience serving as a missionary there. So much of what he shared speaks to the challenges Christianity faces here in the United States and in Evanston. There was one remark he made that stuck with me in particular. He explained how many of the young people he interacted with who went through confirmation or professed and came to faith in Jesus Christ, who were very excited and they were inspired in their faith, would end up leaving the church because there wasn't the hospitality, the fellowship, and the community to hold them. The Lord desires young and old to find their home in the house of the Lord all of their days. I think of sweet Molly, who we made promises to this morning. 
I think of the new members that have joined this flock in recent months and years. I think of the young people who come forward every Sunday. I think of the youth who transform my faith and make the shepherd more real to me every time I am around them. How are we supporting them in growing in their relationship with Christ? I think of those that have been here for decades and feel like the shepherd may have outpaced them in the path of life. And I think of those who feel the presence of Christ powerfully beside them. How are we coming together in community to share our stories, to laugh and cry together? How are we willing to come beside the young in years and young in the discipleship journey to help support and encourage them? The journey that is illustrated in Psalm 23 that of a life guided, protected, and assured through the care, love, and mercy of our great and good shepherd is a journey that has two dimensions. It is the journey that we take with God. It is the relationship that we build with our Savior who leads us all the days of our lives. The up and down dimension. But it is also the relationship that we build with one another the fellow members of the flock. Both our relationship with God and our relationship with one another has this unique interdependence where these two relationships strengthen each other. I think of the Our Church, Our Story testimony that Paul shared this morning. The God nudge that he received that pushed him into a community where he could grow in using the gifts God has given him, but where he could also be in fellowship and grow in the faith, his faith through the community that surrounds him. We in the church, at times, have a proclivity to overcomplicate things. We hear the words fellowship and hospitality and discipleship, and we jump to the idea of the programmatic we, if we create a class or a special group or a new initiative, and then we have to form a committee to form a committee to approve those things. Those things all have their place. But the fellowship and the hospitality and the community that our shepherd points us to is much simpler. It is a willingness for each of us to join with one another along the journey of faith. It is to claim that while we are shepherded, we have been called into shepherding one another, and that happens simply through companionship, through an openness to ask questions, through being curious about each other and seeking to support one another. I invite us to return to the two faith stories we have seen heard and testified to today. One just beginning, and one a bit further along, that of baby Molly and that of Paul, two disciples, two members in this flock, both willing to be led by the good shepherd, both called into this community that together we would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. 
Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord our whole lives long. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.